Welcome back to I Hope. It is uh, Pastor Ryan, and I'm joined here again with Pastor Charlie. Hey, everybody. And we are continuing finding hope in the uh, the letters to the Church of Thessalonica. So we're going to be in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 today, and uh, this is kind of a continuation from last week's uh, podcast where we talked about the, the the dangers and the the threats that that often come our way when we are uh, not established and uh, what causes us to to kind of be on shaky ground with listening to um, wrong ideologies wrong doctrines and and the dangers of that and we're going to, to transition into what actually establishes our faith welcome to I hope we're here to bring encouragement and comfort from the Bible so that you can have a more hope-filled life. We are so glad you joined us here today, and we invite you to embark on this journey of discovery of the power of God's Word and how it can shape our lives each day. So listen in and join us as we explore how the Bible can provide hope and direction in our lives. What should we rest uh, rest upon? And we find the verses, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 1. It says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered with unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. So he kind of establishes already what he's been talking about in First Thessalonians, and even in the first couple chapters of Second Thessalonians, of of wrong doctrine coming in, especially with the coming of Christ, gospel, Judaizers, lots of different influencers coming in to the church, and they were being shaken. They didn't know what to believe. They were getting their focus off. And as you can see in that passage, it says that... Um, that you'll be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. Um, he's he's pertaining to yes, those who are maybe doing wicked and demonic or whatever uh, things. When we think of the idea of wicked, but also the wickedness of false doctrine, false teaching. Uh, for all men have not faith. Uh, going back to what the gospel is, but we're really going to focus in on verses three and five through five. It says, "But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil." And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, that ye both do and will do the things which we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God, into the patience waiting for Christ. And these verses um, almost just framework the formula or or maybe the the structure or the, the truth of, of what truly establishes us as Christians. And we find it right there in verse 3. He says, but the Lord is faithful. So that's kind of the first idea here, who shall establish or establish you. So he's already faithful. We know that his quality is one. He's not changing. He doesn't leave you. He never leaves or forsakes us. And then it says that he will establish us. So when our faith is in him, in good doctrine, then he will establish us. And then thirdly, he'll keep you from evil. So it's not just that you have a good God, like, a good God without help for us doesn't really matter to our lives. So he's faithful. We got that. But he's also going to establish us, keep us in the right spots, and keep you from evil, meaning that now with the good doctrine, you're not going to fall into the evil doings of either bad doctrine. Well, all of it really comes back to bad doctrine, doesn't it? So any sort of evil is just our replacement. It's a human replacement for God's good thing. And so... The Thessalonian church was dealing with evil in the form of bad doctrine and bad teachers, like you outlined. But on top of that, I think we are tempted with other sorts of evils. And the only reason that we go for those is because of an incomplete view of what God's given us. We're seeking for uh, 
almost a substitute of, yeah. of what God, God is the one that's going to fulfill all of our needs. He, he, he is going to fulfill our needs. But when we go into maybe the, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the prize of life, that's us looking for something besides God to yes. fulfill something that we did not fill with God. Um, and, and I, I, I love that, that perspective that we see there. And when I look at verse three, it, it, it kind of just looks like the, the past, present and future establishment of God. Yeah. He is faithful. The past shall establish you presently and he will keep you for, from evil, that, yeah. that future perspective. And all of that leads to, I love the, the word here, which I think as Christians, we definitely need to have this underlined in our, in our hearts and life. And we have confidence hmm. confidence yeah. so often as christians we lack confidence because i believe we forget what establishes us it's jesus christ it's not our performance it's not our works it's not what we achieve or what we do or what church we go to or what person we listen to it's jesus christ um, oftentimes our confidence is found in men and when men fail where does our confidence go it's found in Jesus Christ. It says, and we have confidence that the Lord will touch you. In other words, work in you um, mm-hmm. uh, to to work in your life, uh, that you both do and will do the things which we command you to follow true doctrine, to follow the gospel. In the last uh, verse, and the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and to the patience waiting for Christ. Again, turns it back to because the church of Thessalonica were very, very consumed with the coming of Christ. And Paul, I love... Uh, his heart because he always wants to minister to people where they're at and he goes right back to it says and lord will direct your heart hey you know if you if you keep your focus on christ and you have confidence in him and know that he's going to keep you from evil he's going to direct your heart into the love of god while you're waiting for him you don't have to know the when the the how or or the what just know that christ is going to come when he needs to come he kind of answers their question while giving them exactly what they need focus on christ Focus on the Lord. Which is hopeful. Which is bringing it back to the entire purpose of our podcast. The gospel. It is full of hope. It is full of the gospel. And he didn't have confidence in them because they were just good people, because they were great, outstanding performers. He had confidence because of the Lord working through them. And because of that, they were established. And because they were established, God could direct their hearts. And because he could direct their hearts, their identity was exactly who it should be. And you gave a good illustration of this earlier when we were talking about the farmer. Hey everybody, it's Charlie, and you already know that we had nothing to sell you. We don't run any ads on our podcast, and the only ask that we could ever have is for you to leave a review, to share, or to rate our show. So this is all because we want to help other Christians have a better relationship with God's Word, and the best way that you can help us with that is just to leave a review. It takes about 10 seconds. You don't have to pause the show or anything and it costs you nothing. So leave a review. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, the the because if you look past down, he says, okay, now that you're established, now that you are, we, you, you're gaining confidence in who you were established in the gospel and the doctrine, now you're waiting for Christ. Don't just stop there and look up to the ceiling. Don't look to the sky. Don't stop what you're doing. He follows up in verse 13, um, but ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Yeah. Do not be tired in doing what you know you're supposed to do. And and, and thinking of, uh, when I think of this passage, I think of like a, a, a farmer. You know, a farmer goes out day in and day out and does his part to to reap, uh, uh, whether it's livestock, whether it's in uh, 
corn or whatever his his produce is he is out there going to do his part he can't control the weather he can't control the temperature he can't control how much water he gets he can't control any of the outside factors except for what he knows what to do of being a farmer i think as christians we don't really live that way because we live sometimes we we don't feel like going to church because of an outside reason Mm. well I felt uncomfortable there or uh, someone there is that, that, that I don't want to talk to or I got offended or there's no place for me to serve. or And we feel all these excuses of why we don't do what we know we should do. And, it, and I believe it's because we, we, stop, we, we stop serving and being faithful and ultimately lose why we are established in Jesus Christ. Uh, you mentioned earlier of losing our identity. Yeah, I think to your illustration of the farmer, it's like the farmer, he's not, he doesn't identify himself based on the weather. He doesn't identify himself based on the quality of the seed. Because it rained, I'm a farmer today. <laughs> right. Like he's he's still a farmer whether it rains, whether it doesn't, whether the seeds sprout, whether they don't, whether he has a great harvest or whether he makes no money that year. He's still a farmer. Yeah. And we as Christians, what we do is we sometimes we separate our identity Instead of saying, I'm a Christian, we identify as I'm offended, or I'm ineffective, or I'm not as good as so-and-so, or anything else, not a Christian. But remember, Paul didn't have confidence in the Thessalonians because they were good people. He didn't have good confidence in them because they were strong and because they always took his advice and because they always did what's right. He had good confidence in them because the Lord would work in their hearts. Yeah, the, the passage literally says, and we have confidence in the Lord. Exactly. In the Lord what? Touching you. Exactly. It's the Lord working in you. It's not you experiencing the Lord. It's not you worshiping the Lord. It's the Lord touching you. So his confidence was found in that one very thing, the Lord. And yeah, I, I definitely uh, feel that and believe that that we often do separate our identities based on outcomes outward influences rather than just saying, you know what, my, who I am is I'm a Christian and I'm going to do the Christian thing and I'm going to serve. And that's where he says here, um, but ye be a brother and be not weary and well doing. If any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have not company with them, that you may be ashamed. And it's a, such a confident statement. He says that you would confront, that you would go and, and, um, rebuke the false teachers and false ta- ta- doctrines. If we look through this whole passage, they were not in a place where they had confidence. Mm-hmm. They didn't know where they where they lied. They they believed this doctrine. They believed that insight. They believed this teacher. They didn't know. They didn't have. They were not established. But as he closes his his last letter to them uh, that we have recorded in God's Word, is, hey, you now know where you're established. You now know to identify and to continue to 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 do what is right, even in the well do in the in the in the, in the difficult in the good do- doing. Hey, go out and keep working. Have confidence. You can stand up against false teachers. You can stand up for for against um, false doctrines. Um, you can go, but notice this: not host, uh, not with hostility. He says, "If any man obey not our word by the epistles, note that man and have no company with him, that ye may be ashamed. Yet count him as uh, yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother." Yeah. Ministry. Yeah. Ministry. You know, so many times Christians, we we divide lines to separate. But his heart, Paul's heart was, you divide lines to protect, to have sound doctrine, but you count them as a brother 
because you're still ministering to them. You still have influence. And I think that's where the beauty of Thess- the, the book of Thessalonians is, is our hope gives us confidence. Our hope establishes us. Our hope uh, aligns us to correct doctrines, but our hope always falls back into ministry too. So just as a wrap up, just kind of bringing it back to where we are in our everyday lives, the Lord is faithful. How have you seen him be faithful? And I think dwelling on that in your own life can just prompt so much growth. I mean, be still and know that I'm God. Like that's just such a, sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed and and like there's nothing that I can do right or like I don't know where to go next, just remember that the Lord is faithful. And that's where you are. Here's your action step. Remember that the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you. And remember, if you feel off kilter, if your life is almost seemingly hopeless because you're unestablished and you're not quite sure which way is up, the Lord's faithful and he will keep you and he will keep you from evil. And so know that bad doctrine, temptations and sins, any of those things that uh, Paul would say, like the weight and the sin, which would so easily beset us, those things God can remove from you, let him renew your mind. And in that way, you can have hope, you can be established and you can trust in God in his provision. It's been uh, awesome looking through the book of Thessalonians and being able to connect some thoughts and and kind of get a, an overview picture of, of the condition of this church, but also gives a good idea of condition of ourselves and uh, continues to point us to the hope that's in Jesus Christ. For the next couple of weeks, our missions impact gift, we recorded a conversation between my dad and the missionaries. And so we're going to post out those conversations and kind of break that up. And then from there, we have something special coming for the very end of December. I think it's going to be really cool. We've been working on it for a long time now. And so uh, hopefully it'll be as exciting to you as it is to us. Yes, you do not want to miss that on Christmas Eve for the, the special edition. Special edition. That's all we can give you. Until next time, see you all later and stay full of hope. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you've been encouraged by I Hope, why not share it with a friend or leave us a review? Until next week, God bless.